right. Welcome back to another episode of Athletic Insights. We're joined here tonight by Ida Hosta York, the former Mount Allison Mountie. Ida Hosta, how you doing? Good, man. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Big fan, long long time uh, viewer of the Mount Allison football. So even when I took two years off there in the beginning of my uh, university career there, I was still watching your game. So Idahosa York, Mount Allison Mountie, most famous for returning kicks. Let's go over your youth sports experience. So could you tell us what, what you were doing? Were you, were you training? What sports you were playing? And how ultimately you, you found your way to uh, university football? Yeah. So um, I feel like it's pretty cliche for, for most athletes, they end up starting playing soccer. Um, and that was the first organized sport that I played. So uh, soccer was definitely that I played for gosh, maybe seven or eight years, ended up playing some pretty high level soccer, you know, like travel team stuff. Um, and eventually just kind of got bored of it. Um, and then, you know, from mm -hmm. soccer, I played basketball. I would say basketball is like my first love. Um, I play, play basketball for hours till the street lights come on and mm -hmm. and I played high school um, and I played you know uh, for a couple years. Yeah, like when I came to football, I didn't really have an interest in football until I started high school. Um, once I started, I kind of got, you know, kind of got the hang of everything and, you know, realized that I could be pretty good at it mm -hmm. if I tried hard. But really, I was just there to like, you know, my friends coerced me into playing and I was like, sure, why not? It's something to do after school. So, yeah, but, you know, that's how it took off. That's crazy. I can relate to that completely. I, I started playing soccer and I think the same thing probably happened to happen to you. You said you got bored of it. For me, it was that at a younger age, I was faster than other people. So at a certain point, the challenge was removed. And you said basketball was your first love. Basketball is my favorite sport as well. I just, I can't dribble with my left hand. So that became an issue. So I think I kind of found football probably in the same, same way you did. And I was forced into it in grade 10 by my friends. So uh, that's crazy. A lot of, a lot of uh, similarities across the board. So what do you think you took from your overall athletic development as a youth athlete into your uh, university experience? I would say um, it was definitely that, like the have fun mentality more than anything. I mean, you know, as you start to develop more in sports and, you know, you specify which sport, you know, you're good at and which sport you're kind of just going to have fun with, um, mm -hmm. you know, the work ethic comes, um, you know, you work towards it and everything. But the one thing that I was always taught from the jump was, you know, if you're not having fun with it, you're, you're most likely going to be done with it. So, um, yeah, that was the main thing for me. It was just if I'm, I know, like, I have to have fun doing in order to really, truly care about it. And that carried all, all the way through from day one of soccer all the way to my last university game. And, and football is such a grind, so. Um, like no other sport, it, it challenges you so, so physically, everyone talks about physically, but the mental side of it for me was so challenging, even the whole time when you, I was like in it and, and like rah, 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 it was still challenging at the end of the day to always be on. So uh, like, where do you get your, your mindset? Because you can 
you can see it. I haven't had many conversations with you, but you were so consistent in what you did on the field. You must have been consistent off the field. Yeah. Um, it really started for me. It would have been my grade 11 year, like when I was in high school. Um, that was when I started to take football very serious as far as like, you know, trying to get to the next level and training in the off seasons and stuff. Um, and I was fortunate enough to start working out with two coaches. Um, at the time, I think they had just opened or they were maybe a year in, but uh, I was working out with uh, Kingdom Force Academy. Um, that's Keith Godding and Dan Gazarek. Um, Keith, actually, he's a former U-sport athlete. He played uh, for Bishops. He was a receiver there. Wicked Shout guy. Had some time in the league as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's an old Gator. Um, yeah, he tried to get me to go there, but that's another story. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, I started working out with them. And, um, you know, they really put me in a position where I could succeed um, on the field and off the field with everything that they taught me. And, um, you know, big credit to them because, like, naturally I was a speedier guy, but they taught me how to actually run. So mm-hmm. I owe them one. Um, but, yeah, it started in grade 11 where I started, you know, really working hard in the off seasons and, you know, understanding how much work goes into being a university athlete and that kind of set my mind up to think like, okay, like, you know, when I'm on the field, I got to do this. When I'm off the field, I got to do this. And mm-hmm. it kind of just went on from there. Can you, yeah. Can you touch base a little bit more on exactly like what the commitment is for university athletics? We got a lot of young high school athletes listening to this for this reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's a huge commitment. Um, the, the university athlete, schedule on a day-to-day basis is a full-time job as far as I'm concerned I mean you know you you got to wake up early in the morning have enough time to eat breakfast before you have to get ready to go to class meetings you got practice and after practice you got more meetings and after meetings you probably have a lift or a stretching session and then you got to get home and then you got to do your homework because if you don't do your homework you can't play Mm-hmm. And then you have to find the time to sleep and get, you know, what they recommend eight hours to be ready to do it all over again the next day. So, um, you know, it's, it's mentally, mentally draining uh, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, one, if you really want to do it and you really care about what you're doing and you really do love the game, then, you know, you'll make it happen. I agree with everything you're saying, but I, I, I wish, I had someone who, who told me exactly what you just said, because I went in there with the mentality that not only was I going to, you know, physically dominate on the field or, or whatever, but I was also going to maintain like my 90 average that I had in high school. Um, and, and you know what, I'm just kind of realizing now that that was one thing that held me back because I was getting 70 from 75 just because of the, the commitment that football is and, and trying to go next level makes it even uh, more demanding. And I think it actually held me back because I was stressing myself out so hard about my grades. Um, I just wish someone had told me like, you're going to probably see like a 10 or 15% increase, decrease, but that's fine. Like if you're an 80, if you can maintain an 80 average in university, that's fantastic. I think I just might've taken a little too hard on myself with, with, with mine. Do you have any, anything to add on like the academic side? Yeah. I mean, um, the academic side is just as important uh, just as important, sorry, as the, the athletic side, because I mean, a lot of, and like you said, like, I also wish I had someone to tell me 
about how important that aspect of the university experience is because you know when I got there I'm thinking okay you know you see it in movies and you know you hear about guys that went you know down south and the, the culture there is completely different you know you don't have to worry so much okay well you do have to worry about school but you know they their priorities can be a little bit different um and completely know, different I got there and I'm thinking oh this is a yeah, you know, like, and I'm thinking, oh, this will be, this will be fine. Like, I'm going to love this. I don't got to worry too much about school. And then, you know, you get a rude awakening after those first couple midterms. And then, you know, you're sitting in the coach's office and they're like, listen, man, you know, you got to pay attention here. Cause if you're not getting the grades up, then you won't be touching the field. And if you're not touching the field, you know, you're letting down your team and, you know, so um, yeah, the, the academic side of it is so important. If I'm, it's more important than the field, as far as I'm concerned, because at the end of the day, you know, you may go on to the next level after university, you may not, but it's, it's the grades and what you learned in school that's going to take you further in life. So. Yeah. A year or two after you graduate, you really see perspective differently, but you, you can't see it that way when you're, when you're trying to be an elite athlete, that's a tough balance. Um, so I want to go over quickly. What was your recruiting experience like coming up out of uh, high school? One of the things you've mentioned to me in the past is that you, you kind of were labeled as undersized and maybe you felt a little undervalued. So why don't we go into that? Yeah. Um, I mean, the recruiting process itself is always interesting. You know, I come from like small town, you know, 45 minutes east of Toronto, you know, no one, I mean, the town's known as a hockey town, you know, a lot of guys end up going playing in the NHL. So football is kind of like, you know, it's kind of swept under the rug. It's like, Oh yeah, we have it, but it doesn't matter all that much. Um, so I went to a small town. I was from a small town. I went to a small high school, um, played in one of the smaller divisions. Uh, so we didn't really get all that much attention. Um, and when the recruiting process started happening, um, I really started hearing from teams in my grade 12 year. Um, didn't hear anything up until then. And it wasn't many. I think, you know, uh, I heard from York and I heard from Acadia and that was it. Um, and I made the decision. I was like, you know what? I know I can get more interest if I go back for a year. <clears throat> Sorry, for a year. So I went back for a fifth year um, and spent that off season, you know, working my tail off. And, um, you know, we had a good season. We actually ended up winning our, uh, we, yeah, we won our championship game in our division. Um, which was, I think, the second time our school ever won a championship for football ever, which was pretty cool. Um, but, um, but yeah, after that, that's when some of the, the calls and the emails started to roll in. And even then, it still wasn't that many teams. Um, I was doing more of the recruiting myself than the teams were yeah. doing recruiting me, you know? Right. That's how it's done. Um, no, so, um, sorry, no, no. The internet filling out forms the whole night. oh yeah you know you're talented but you're a little too small or you know you probably won't play till your fourth year um you know you might play special teams you know this that and the other and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking okay like I know I'm better than this I know I can compete you know I've, I've had that tell me that I have friends that play there now that say you know you you can play there but uh, a lot of coaches a lot of teams just kind of passed up on me I didn't think too much of it. I just said, you know what, just work harder. You know, you got time still, something will happen. 
And um, ironically, it was shortly after the uh, 2013 Loney Bowl that I got a message from uh, Kelly Jeffries, who was the coach at Mount A at the time. And uh, it's, it's so funny. Um, he added me on Facebook and I had no idea who he was. I couldn't figure out what the logo in his profile pic meant. I was just oblivious. And, you know, he's like, oh, I'm a coach. I coach out East at this school, this, that, and the other. And we got to talking and the more he talked, the more I liked the sound of it. And then, you know, we moved forward in the process. I went on a trip out there, um, enjoyed it, got to meet a bunch of the guys and felt at home instantly. I mean, those guys, I was a special group that year. Um, they definitely were just super welcoming, super open, tell you everything you need to know, answered all the hard questions for you. Um, and it was an easy decision after that. I came home and I don't even think it took me a week to send in the papers and everything after that. So that was, uh, that was the gist of it. Yeah. And how did you, like, I want to go back to something. How did you make that decision to go back for a fifth year in high school to bet on yourself? Cause you had two, two schools who were interested in you. So you obviously must've felt a little, again, like a little slighted, but that's a big decision. And a lot of kids I'm working with are going to be, weighing that option next year so how did you kind of pros and cons that well um what it really came down to for me was um two things it was one i knew um the overall competition in my conference a lot of the the better athletes were leaving um so i knew that would give me an opportunity to kind of stand out a little bit and two uh the academic side because I knew if I wanted to go to, you know, any school, I had to get the grades up. And like my grades in high school were pretty good. But, you know, to get into the schools that I had in mind, you know, I had to get up there in the 90s and, and, and higher. So um, I really took that opportunity to just go back and and really work hard um, for that year and do everything that I could to give myself the best opportunity um, once the season's over and once the recruiting season started. And how did it feel kind of to prove everybody wrong when you got on the field at Mount A? That was, uh, it was a different feeling. Um, Cause I mean, in uh, like when I got there in inning camp and seeing what a university program looks like and seeing just the sheer difference in size, um, I was pretty intimidated, you know, I mean, you knowing the guys and, you know, getting to know them and knowing, you know, we're all on the same team and everything, but just being there in practice and having some very, very big dudes chase you down. Um, I was like, Oh, like, you know, I get, I second guess myself a little bit thinking, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm, you can only run away for so long before, you know, you get, right. uh, you get punched in the mouth, but um, it was probably that exhibition game, my first exhibition game against X where things kind of opened up. Um, but I guess that's how it usually goes. You know, you get your first in-game experience and then you kind of get a little more comfortable. So, um, that first feeling though, was good knowing that like, you know, I could be on the field, I could do what I'm used to doing, um, at that level that kind of gave me a little confidence boost and kept it rolling from there. For sure. And, and what was your first training experience like, so, like from start to finish? So day one, nervous, I relate to that. How did you, did you, the, I found the amount of growth in just the one training camp. It's, it's so immense, that initial shock. 
Yeah. Um, that first training camp, I'll, I'll never forget. Um, like getting to that point, you think, you know, the game of football and then you realize very quickly that you have no idea what you're doing. Um, and I, I was never the kind of person to be very technical as far as schemes go, uh, coverages, you name it. I didn't know anything. I was just like, Oh, I get the ball and I run this way. That was the short and sweet of my playbook. Um, so having to pretty much learn the entire game in such a short time frame from the ground up, um, not only was it eye opening to realizing like how much you thought you knew, but, um, it was, it was a big learning curve. Like I definitely benefited from that. Um, and, uh, my game definitely showed for it in that short space of time. I didn't quite know everything, but I knew enough to, to get by in that training camp. And just being like playing against guys that have been there four or five years every single day, you know, two to three hours a day and hearing, you know, the language and hearing them talk in meetings and how they answer questions and how they carry themselves. You're like, okay, you know, you start to get the hang of things real quickly when you're in an environment like that. Yeah. It sounds like a very professional program. So what was your, just, what was your general experience as a Mountie? It was good. Um, you know, they, um, overall it was good. I, you know, I don't think I could have made a better decision, uh, going there, but, um, you know, I owe it definitely to just the, the guys on the team that I played with and the coaching staff, because they, one, they knew what they were doing. You know, they were very knowledgeable of the game. Um, and two, you know, they cared. That was the most important thing. Like they, they didn't sugarcoat anything. They told you everything the way it's supposed to be told. You know, there was no, there was no beating around the bush with them. They just, they were straightforward. Um, and for a young kid coming up that, you know, is learning as they go, uh, that's the best kind of environment you can be in because you don't ever have to second guess anything that's said. They tell you right from the jump, this is how it's going to be. This is how we do things. It's either you're in or you're out. So um, yeah, it was good. It was good. I can't, I have no complaints. And did you get your, you brought your brother with you, right? He's there now? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's a funny, that's a funny situation. Cause I told him, I was like, yo, you don't have to, you don't have to come. Like, you know, you've got offers, you can go wherever you want. Um, and, and he's much better than I was. Um, that's, that's a guarantee. He's also a lot taller than I am. So that's a perk. Um, so he was getting a lot more look, um, coming out of high school you paved the way for him man he still ended up choosing yeah yeah you know there's it it's you know it's the it's the big brother little brother situation that's just how it goes a lot of the time but um but yeah he uh he ended up choosing Mount A and that was all his own decision he said he wanted to go there and uh yeah he loved it he's he's been having some pretty good success there for the most part I'm excited to see what he does you know this coming season it's been a while since I got to see him play so um, I'm excited yeah. to see anyone play, man. That's very, very exciting. I think youth sports <laughs> is going to get a big boost of interest just because there's been such a lull of uh, any type of sport, let alone something you're connected to. Oh, I really hope so. I really hope so. Especially, you know, you got youth sports coming back. You've got the CFL coming back. Uh, it's they're in a good place to really do something for Canadian football. So I'm excited to see what they do. I think the game's going to grow coming out of this. What was your favorite moment as a man? 
Ooh, that's a good question. Um, there's definitely a lot, um, but I would have to say my favorite moment was being there for that 2014 Loney Bowl. That year was probably the craziest season in sports that I've ever been a part of. Um, just the the narrative of the, the team that year, the team itself, the amount of talent that was on the team. Uh, and it wasn't like we were playing, you know, uh, it wasn't like playing slouches. Like every team in the conference that year was good. Mm -hmm. uh, X was insane. Uh, it was solid. Uh, man, yeah, that was, that was a year. Uh, I like to like you went undefeated and you get to the Loney Bowl, you know, you're playing, you're playing X and X is coming through. I mean, I don't think I had seen a game like that ever up until that point. And I wasn't even playing in that game. I was sitting on the sidelines, you know, with the rest of the younger guys just cheering the team on and just the energy at Alumni Field that year was insane. Yeah, that would definitely be my favorite memory. You're very humble. Your favorite memory was when you were, were you a red trick that year? Or is that your thing? Um, yeah, I I played in the exhibition game that year, and then I I dressed week one, and the only reason I, I touched the field was because Trey Trenum had broke his collarbone, um, and I was next man up. Uh, and then after that, uh, yeah, I redshirted the rest of the season, but but yeah, that was definitely definitely my favorite memory. What's your favorite, like, personal on-field experience? Did you have a play that stood out? Or? Yeah. Um, it would have been, I think it was the 2016 homecoming against SMU. We were down the whole game. We got up just after half, and then we went on a little run, and um, they kicked a long field goal. I think they were, like, 34 or 36 out and uh they missed it it would have been wide right for me wide left for the punter and that was a long run back yeah that was that was probably the, the biggest one yeah it was, was like, like 109 yards or something it was like 119 yards or something like that yeah but as long as they come yeah it was it was crazy that play specifically was definitely uh my favorite like personal on field but uh, but yeah. What what what's what's been your biggest takeaway from the game as you've now transitioned into adult life? <laughs> the biggest takeaway would definitely just be um. Well, for one, it'd be the work ethic because that's something that you take with you for the rest of your life. Um, and the other would just be you know the the short memory that you have to have when you're playing a sport like football. Um, yeah. Those two things will definitely take you a long way because once you get, you know, out of school and you're into the real world, they both apply just as much as they did on the field. You know, you're going to make mistakes. You're, you're, you're going to have to think, okay, I made a mistake. What's next? How, how do I fix it? You know, that next play mentality is very, excuse me. Uh, it's very huge. Um, and yeah, and then the overall mentality that, that you would have, you know, you just have to, you have to keep pushing. Like 
the grind doesn't really stop once you're done playing sports. It's just a different type of grind. You know, you're just adjusting and adapting just like anything else. Very well said. And what do you want, what do you want the next generation of athletes to know about the process as they're trying to be great at what they do? It's not an easy process, but it's worth it. 100%. You're, you're going to, you're going to have those. You're ready to quit. You're going to have those early mornings where you don't feel like waking up. You know, you're, you're going to have those games where nothing went right. And the next morning, you know, you're going to get it in the film room, but it's all worth it because it's only going to make you stronger mentally. Um, and it, it's a character builder at the end of the day. That's the, uh, that's the most important thing, you know, the sports itself is just the vehicle to get you to where you want to go. I could not have said it better myself. And I don't know if anyone ever has on this podcast. So this was season three, episode 15 of Athletic Insights. Idahosa, I'd like to thank you so much for your time. No problem, man. Anytime. Thanks for having me. And we're out.